Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Genesis. We're ready to read chapter 23. Now, chapter 23 is going to discuss the uh, death and burial of Sarah. Now, in our previous chapter, I usually do go back to our previous chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 22, detailed Abraham offering Isaac, and uh, of course, the Lord stopped him, you know, refused and said, no, it's not necessary. He just needed him to offer. He just, you know, needed to know that he would be faithful and that he would offer him. And that was, that is the most important seed of faith offered at this time <clears throat> leading up to Jesus. Um, because someone needed to make that initial, that initial offering, that initial, uh, show that faith to God. To, uh, to bring about, you know, God then turning around and responding by offering his son. It's, uh, it's a very important thing. We, we should not ever, we should never, <laughs> not ever, we should never, we should never discount or downplay it. Um, I know sometimes we read it and we think of it as perhaps maybe an old story, but it is more than that. It is, it is a crucial element of faith that Abraham listened and followed God and took that action up to the very point to where God said, wait, stop, that's, that's, that's enough. So, anyway, after that, <clears throat> in Genesis chapter 22, um, at the end of chapter 22, after these things, Abraham was told, Milcah has borne children to your brother, uh, Uz the firstborn, and Buzz his brother, and Camuel the father of Aram. See, we go on, and it just talks about his relatives. And the final thing is Nahor's uh, concubine, whose name was Ruma, gave birth to Teba and Gaham and Tahash and Meka. And that's the best pronunciation on these names I'm going to do. <coughs> just warning you. <laughs> so now we're ready for Genesis chapter 23. I am reading in the Amplified Bible just going to start here in verse 1. Sarah lived 127 years. This was the length of the life of Sarah. Sarah died in Kiriatharba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Then Abraham stood up before his dead wife's body and spoke to the sons of Heth, the Hittites, saying, I am a stranger and a and a sojourner, resident alien among you, give, sell me property for a burial place among you, so that I may bury my dead in the proper manner. So, in this case, give, it could also be taken as sell. And, and that makes sense. You know, Abraham would not have wanted anyone to just have to give him something. He would have paid for it and been upfront about it. Um, the Hittites replied to Abraham, Listen to us, my Lord. You are a prince of God, a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves. None of us will refuse you his grave or hinder you from burying your dead wife. So Abraham stood up and bowed to the people of the land, the Hittites. And Abraham said to them, If you are willing to grant my dead a proper burial, listen to me and plead with Ephron, the son of Zohar, for me so that he may give, sell me the cave of, let's see, 
Mock Mockpilla or Macpilla, which he owns. It is at the end of his field. Let him give it to me here in your presence for the full price as a burial site, which I may keep forever among you. Now Ephron was present there among the sons of Heth, so within the hearing of all the sons of Heth and all who were entering the gates of his city, Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham, saying, No, my lord, hear me. I give you the entire field, and I also give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of the men of my people, I give, and they put in parentheses, sell it to you, bury your dead there. But now, here I think he is making a distinction that he's actually wanting to give it to him and not sell it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, no, my Lord, hear me. He would have just said, hear me, I give you the field, you know. But he's trying to make a distinction here. Then Abraham bowed before the people, bowed down before the people of the land. He said to Ephron in the presence of the people, if you will only please listen to me and accept my offer. See, he is going to, he does want to pay for it. I will give you the price of the field, accept it from me, and I will bury my dead there. Ephron replied to Abraham, my Lord, listen to me. The land you seek is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? So bury your dead. In other words, he's saying the value of this land. It's not, you know, it's fine. It's not anything. Now, 400 shekels of silver might have been something to other people. I don't know. Sorry, I think I hit the mic there. So I apologize for that. Nonetheless, um, anyway, so Abraham listened to Ephraim and agreed to his terms, and he weighed out for Ephraim the amount of silver which he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the merchants. So he ended up buying that after all. That should not be a surprise. Abraham did not want to just take things from people. He wanted to pay and be upfront about things. So even in his mourning, even in, even now, he's trying to do things the correct way, the honorable way. He doesn't want to just take something from someone. He wants to pay for it. So the field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was to the east of Mamre, Hebron, the field and the cave which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field and in all its borders around it, were deeded over legally to Abraham as his possession in the presence of the Hittites, before all who were entering at the gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, or Mamre, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave in it were deeded over to Abraham by the Hittites as a permanent possession and burial place. So here you'll notice that even, even in his mourning, even in his sadness, and even in his want to do right by his wife, he is still trying to act in an honorable way. He's still saying, no, I, I need to pay my way. I don't want to just, you know, take from someone or, you know, and he was looked upon because he was God's prophet and he was looked upon. They were calling him a prince. You know, he was... He, you know, God had greatly blessed him. He had a lot of resources. He had a lot of things going for him. 
you know. And they they recognized that. They recognized that God was with him and that, you know, um, he had uh, he had shown even to some degree, if you think back on when he went and rescued Lot and, and, and went basically to battle with those kings, he had his own men of arms. So he had his own little private army like. So, you know, maybe not millions of people, but still he was he was a pretty big deal in this area. So, but he was acting honorably and wanting to do this the correct, right way, um, even in his sadness, which you know he would have been sad. And, and imagine if Sarah is 127 years old. Well, Abraham was what? About 100 and roughly, okay? He was like about 10 years older, if I remember right. So about 137 or something like that. He would have been very old too. So, and this means Isaac would have been getting up in what, around his 30s or 20s? I've kind of lost track of, I thought Isaac was born around Sarah's 100th birthday or thereabouts. Or was it 99th? So, you know, you know, Isaac would have been a, a man by now. He would have been a four-grown man. And if I have the timing on any of that wrong, we'll, we'll see that as we go. But I think that's correct. Anyway. I want to thank you for listening. This has been Genesis chapter 23. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you. And remember, God loves you.